Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to the Pretty Bubbles podcast, uh, where we are once again a man down this week. Uh, and it's once again our not so glorious leader who is letting the side down. Um, so I think we should just get rid of him. Well, it's only a matter of time, isn't it, really? Let's be honest. Um, it's what the people have been asking for for years at this point. Um, so you've got me, uh, James and Jamie, uh, this week. How are you doing, lads? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. James, you're on mute, so I'll go first. Um, yeah, not too bad. It's been a while since the game, so I think my, my, my thoughts on it are pretty set. But, yeah, it's a bit annoying to go into the international break. You feel like you're just getting into the season and then it's international. So that's a little bit crap. But I'm doing all right. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm a champion as well, I must say. So I'm feeling even better. I'm a oh, champion. I'm a cricket champion. Not. I am a champion. I did, I did see your trophy, so well done for that, Jane. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm good. Back at work, though. Um, I've had a lot of glorious six weeks off being a teacher, but we're back, back in, you know, welcome back to the jungle and all that. But um, yeah, all good so far. We had a obviously the games kind of took a back seat, obviously with all the transfer stuff that came after. So uh, a lot of st- good stuff to um, discuss coming up. And James hasn't shared his thoughts on the group yet of the draw in the Europa League, so we can get his thoughts on that too. I was really confused. I thought you meant like the draw as in the two-all draw, and I was like, well, nah. that's what we're kind of here to do. Nah, um, that's it, <laughs> Desmond. Go on, Desmond, lad. I would love us to have a, a lot start. more Desmonds just to see that. <laughs> Every time someone predicts it, it will come out. We need, a, we need a few. We need Des Lynham as well. <laughs> Jesus. Just oh. any old random Desmond to come out. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, we're we're here, sat here on Thursday. It is Thursday, and it? Mm. Lost track of days this week. Um, uh, England play tonight, but obviously we're here to talk about West Ham and the, the two-all draw at the London Stadium against Crystal Palace on Saturday afternoon. Um, which means we're no longer top of the league. It was nice while it lasted. But with other results that went our way, we're still sat in second, uh, just below that team from North London. Not Arsenal, obviously. Every No one's yeah. below them. Um, but yeah, Spurs are top. Um, and United and Chelsea and Liverpool sit on seven points with us. But we're ahead, thanks to our superior goal scored, because we're all on the same goal difference. Um, so let's crack on. Um being blatantly honest here, I haven't seen much of the game other than the extended highlights because I was playing cricket. Um, Jamie, I'll throw over to you first as you were there in person. Um, what did you make of the game? Tell me about it. Obviously, disappointing to throw away a lead twice, but talk me through it. Talent to hearts probably ain't fair, but first half, I didn't feel they got into the game at all, Palace. Like there was a bird in the penalty box more than them. In the first half, like genuinely, there was a bird just in front of us, and it didn't move. Like, what no was her name? Doris. <laughs> but yeah, like they just didn't really fret at all. First half, it, although we were the better team, I also never felt like we were going to score. Like before our goal, it was like, yeah, we look better, but everything just seems to be not falling right, and we've just been a little bit lacking. And then we scored that goal, and I have to admit, I. Ben Rama's pass initially to Antonio is fantastic. And then the link-up play before Fornells' finish is really, really good. So it was a very good goal. And you think, I feel like when we went 1-0 up, it felt as well like we should win from here. 
Like I went in second half and I'm thinking we should just keep the momentum going. We should be okay. And second half, Palace were decent. They came out, played a bit of better football, and second half was a lot fairer. Like the two goals were poor. We could have done so much better for both of them, and it's probably going to be something we discuss because obviously what's coming in the transfers. But I think a draw was probably a fair result. They created more clear-cut chances than us. Our second goal came against a run of play. They could have scored right at the end, so I would probably say a draw was fair. And it's one of them, you look at it as a double-edged sword. Yes, we should be beating Palace, but you're going to drop points at some point during the season. And the other way, if you look at it positive, if you'd got seven points in your first three games, you'd been very, very happy. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, that's the way you can probably shine, put a little bit of a shiner on top of of, of being disappointed of not getting a third win. You know, like if you, someone has said, we're getting seven points from the first three games, well, from our fixtures, would have all snapped their hand off. So look at it like that. Yeah, 100%. But it is disappointing when you go take a lead twice and then concede after. Yeah. Straight in. Um, I would say Gallagher played very well for Ch- uh, the uh, uh, Ch- uh, Chelsea player, wasn't he? Gallagher, didn't they sell him to him? Yeah, he's on loan. Yeah, on loan. Yeah, he did very well. Uh, absolutely turned uh, Dawson like proper. But you know, sometimes you you get like Rice got turned by Maximum a couple of weeks ago, so it does happen. So I can't I can't be too harsh on him there. It was a really good piece of skill at the end of the day, and it sometimes it takes a brilliant piece of skill to beat a class team at the moment, which is what we are. We are a class team at the moment. You know, we are the team, one of the teams to beat in the league right now. So sometimes it takes something like that to be produced to get the better of us. And they've done it. It's a fair play to Palace. They come back in the game. Uh, credit where it's due there. Um, I think Rice and Suchek were off the pace quite drastically. Yeah. Their ability, I would say, you know, for us, we'd probably rate Rice and Suchek a solid eight or nine every week. Don't we? Normally nine times out of ten. I'd say I, that's right. I think more of seven. Like an eight or nine is very good, but most weeks you know they're going to have a good... Yeah, good, whereas yeah. I think they drop their level down quite far and it just shows you how vulnerable we can be when the, when both of them do drop their levels down. Like they had spells of playing good football, but I think as a pair, it's probably one of the worst games I've seen them play. Um, but, you know, that, that just shows you how far we've come as a team. Like they have one off game and it really does notice. Um, but, you know, they play every game, the pair of them. They've played so much football in the last year and a half. Like, I know they had a little bit of a break, but sometimes it does take it out of you. And they might not have been up for it. You know, how many times, have, I know we're not professionals, but how many times have you sometimes turned up for a game and, you you know, you're just not 100%. You never know. It could have been anything. No footballer has 38 good games a season. Yeah, that's hopefully, hopefully that's how I felt pretty much every week when I turned <laughs> out to play football. That's why you don't play anymore. Hopefully, um, hopefully after this international break, you know they've they their morale gets a bit back to normal, and then when we play Southampton, they'll be back at their best. Because um, I, I just think like overall it was okay, um, but you know seven points, like we said, can't complain really too much yeah i think i think that's as you say you've you've been above seven points from the opening three games especially when one of those is leicester and one of those is newcastle who we our recent record is pretty poor against um we would have taken you snapped your hand off for it and 
we're sat second in the table after three games. We can't complain too much. Like, no. there's the last time we had this good of a start to the season was the probably the the big Sam when Sacco was firing and scored in about his first seven games or something. So six games in a row he scored at, and that was years ago now. So yeah, I mean, we're, we're laughing really sat where we're sat. We're going into that first international break. Um, I sorry, also, I was going to say I also feel like. I think we are a different team this year. I've got no, I'm not worried about us going down. I, I almost feel like this is the best I've felt about West Ham in general. Like there's just such a good vibe around the club in general. There's no real negativity regarding what's on the pitch. Yes, there's obviously negativity higher up, but I, I don't think many fans are worried about us coming in like the bottom five this year. No, well, I sent I sent something to um, Daryl the other day, didn't I? I put it in the group yeah. chat. The odds on West Ham to go down, um, or no, not to go down. And it was one to five hundred, I think it was, for West Ham not to go down. So uh, I think that says it all. It's, I know it's early days, and there's still thirty-five games left in the season, and anything can happen between yeah. now and then. But we're we're quite pessimistic as a fan base generally because of how we've been over, how we've been, you know, brought uh, through with. GSB over the last 10 years has been very up and down. Um, I just, this is, but for the first time, this um, team, they've got, there's, it's different. It is a very, very different team to what we've ever had. And um, I don't believe the players alone will allow us to drop below our standards. Like, yeah, we might we might finish, you know, we could finish outside the top 10. We could do. With the European campaign, 100% we could do. There's no reason why we can't. But relegation, I think there's too much talent in that side. And I know you can argue, say, that, oh, we've been uh, relegated with, you know, with Frank Lampard and Rio and all that lot. We didn't have the same manager. We didn't have the same mentality. We didn't have the same philosophy put in place. Those guys, are just, they work too hard. They're just, it's a different, it's a different ethos at the club and now. There's a lot of crap in the league this year. A lot of crap in the league. Exactly. And, I, and you you think like, we, especially with those signings that we've made as well coming up that we're going to talk about, like that adds so much quality in depth that we've not had for a while. Um, you know, if any of them don't perform, you've got that player to step up. Um, They're going to so want to step up. I'm gonna. I've just looked it up to go to stay up. Uh, sorry, to go down. West Ham are thirty-three to one. West Ham are thirty-three to one to go down. And to stay up, they're not offering a market. They're not offering a market on West Ham to stay up. So they're pretty much saying they're offering a market on Arsenal. Arsenal won a hundred, <laughs> but that's even saying something. Like that's just how far we've come. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it's as we say, it's it's a great start. Um, Jamie, you mentioned that first goal. Um, I want to talk about that a little bit more because that is Moisey Ball at its finest. I mean, the ball through from Ben Rama, the touch in the first place brings it down really well, kills it off his chest. The ball through to Ben Rama, uh, to Antonio with the outside of his right foot is lovely. And then you think Antonio's just going to run and hit it, which yeah. I, I know <laughs> quite often he will do. And going away from goal a bit on his left foot, you're probably thinking he's just going to blaze this wide or something. But the, the composure to cut back, pass it to Fournells. And then the little interchange between them two and, and four now tucks it home nicely. And I think that's 
in recent memory anyway, that's one of the best team goals we've scored. Um, Just yeah. a little bit of intricate play between the players. Question. The last really good team goal I remember I scoring was against Palace. Really? Manuel Lanzini. I know that was uh, ages yeah, was. ago. That was a long time ago. The work down the left-hand side, Creswell's ball in. Yeah, I remember Question that. number one for Jamie. Was that in front of you, your end? No, it was nope. the other end, was it? Yeah. That was quite... That's a bit of gutting. You can see it like right in front of you, really. Yeah, but... Yeah. yeah um, and the other question was, um, I didn't watch Match of the Day. So did the pundits even give that any sort of... Watch, I never watched Match of the Day, really. Did they give it anything? Because like, yeah, that, they, they, that, they, they spoke about City it. And they talk about it, and that's the sterling tapping. They talk about that for at least five minutes. Yeah, no, no, no. They covered it. So, I mean, yeah. a lot of the talk was around Antonio anyway. Um, and obviously that's part of that, really. Um, and speaking of which, his goal... Very well taken. I think it's that sort of almost a classic Antonio. He's bullied a, fe- a defender off the ball. I think the defender should do better. Um, he's been beaten a bit too easily there. Uh, was it Anderson? I think he beat in the air. Um, but he's taken it. Well, he's, he's hit it quickly. Keeper's not got time to set himself. Blazed it past him. He's got no chance when he's hit it that hard. Um, I think that just shows the confidence of the form that Antonio's in at the moment. It feels like everything he's touching is turning to gold. Yeah, seven goal involvements in three games. That's ridiculous. He should win player of the month. Like, yeah, he, sh- he should do. He's been nominated, and so has Ben Rama. But yeah, Antonio definitely should win it. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, question though for you, Higo, because I know there's a lot of people now calling for Fabianski's head. Can he save the first goal, do you think? It's a tricky one, really. I watched it a few times because the way he's... When he goes down in the first instance, when Gallagher sort of goes over towards the ball and he got the problem is he's too close to his near post. Um, but that's because he's already gone down to try and make a block because he thinks he's going to hit it. And then when he's already in that position, he's literally hugging his inside post, mm. which yeah, you don't want to get beaten at your near post, but you can't be that close to your near post either. He's got, he's not got a lot of time to react. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold too much blame on Fabianski overall. I think the defending, as we, as you said, Jamie, for both goals was poor. Um, we've got two chances to win the ball before Gallagher manages to get the shot away. You could, if you're being hypercritical, you could probably say he could do better. Um, but <coughs> either way, I don't think mm. it's it's harsh to say it's his fault. Um, I, I'm more concerned with the second goal, to be honest with you, in the defending there, the way he's got that time to turn when he's got two men on him. Um, that's the one that I think um, we should be looking at more from the defensive standpoint. Um, but obviously. We'll talk more about the defence when we get into the transfers. Especially after just scoring two. Like, you've not even got yourself, like, time to set and get back into the game. Like, yeah, was, was it two minutes vulnerable. or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're always most vulnerable when you scored, exactly. Um, and seeing as um, you mentioned, Jamie, Antonio's seven goal involvements in three games, and seeing as we're not going to use this later on because we're not doing a preview for the next game, I've got a quick... Mad I'm glad you did that. <laughs> there you go. See. Um, so, yeah, he's the third player in Premier League history to get seven goal involvements in the opening three games of the team's Premier League season. And the other two are Thierry Henry and Didier Drogba. So that is yeah, some average fine company. <laughs> yeah, some fine company he's keeping there. They're probably thinking, oh, God, he's bringing this, the average quality of our club right now. <laughs> I'd imagine, though, all th- I was going to say, are they all top goal scorers for their club, but they're not? No. Um, drug brain, is it? Yeah, you got Lampard. I totally forgot. Yeah. But, but 
Also, another stat for you. He's the eighth player in Premier League history to score and assist in three consecutive games. Yeah, Can you name any of the other seven? Thierry Omri. Yeah, Omri. He is Omri's one. Gerard. Um, Gerard is not. How many more is there, did you say? So after Omri, you've got six more. Oh, bloody hell. Dennis Burkamp. Nope. Let's uh, go with... Ronaldo, De Bruyne. Nope. Nope. Score and assist. There's got to be someone proper shit in here, too. No, got there's to... not. They're all pretty good. <laughs> Alan right. Shearer. Alan Shearer, yeah. Nope. Nope. Matt Letizier. Nope. Matt Letizier is one. Ooh. So you've got two... Five more to go. I'll give you. I'll give you a few more guesses. Then I'll really right, give us give again. us some clubs. So we've got a bit more of a. Mm. Okay, you've got one Man United. Ronaldo. Nope. Rooney. Rooney. Nope. <laughs> you were so confident there as well. No. Nope. Dwight York. <laughs> no, right. You're not going to get him then, are you? Because you've had. Well, you might do eventually. But Ryan Giggs is the Man United uh, one. I, think, um, I never saw him as a massive goal scorer, so... No, he wasn't. That's That surprised me a little bit as well. Um, you've got two City players. Aguero. Aguero's one. Yeah. Sterling. No, the other one's a little bit harder. George he's, he's, he's still He's, he's still a recent <laughs> player, but he's, a, he's, he's not a City anymore. Oh. Eddie Jekyll? anymore. More recent than Jekyll. I'm trying to think of another striker. Oh, really? Another striker they might have had. I'm trying to think. It's not a uh, oh. oh, David Silva. Nope. <laughs> oh, this is a tough one. I like this game. I, I, I don't know. Leroy Sane. Oh. oh, bloody hell, yeah. I wouldn't have got him. Forgot about him, didn't you? Yeah. Um, when, so, the second you said no David Silva, I was like, I don't care who it is. So the last two. Uh, one is, and I, I don't know exactly where it, this where he was playing when he got this, but if I'll give you the clue, I'll probably give it away. Arsenal and Chelsea player. Oh, Chelsea. Ashley Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Scoring and assisting in three consecutive games from the left. Back. Never know. No. No. Yeah, it was a bit of a stupid guess. Um, <laughs> Arsenal and Chelsea. Who's the striker? Oh, Nicholas and Elka. Nope. No reason, though. Good guess that. No, I can My mind's gone blank oh, today. Sesc Fabregas. Oh, fucking hell. And mm. finally, the last one, uh, Liverpool. Fernando Torres? Nope. Luis Suarez? Nope. Michael Owen? Nope. Nah, it's got to be more than that. Oh, Mo Salah? Mo Salah. There you go. So, yeah, as I said, there's, again, seven good, good footballers there. <laughs> And Michael um, Antonio. And Michael Antonio. <laughs> Just goes to show what a purple patch he's been in. And obviously, he's now um, in the Jamaica squad. Um, so mm-hmm. pray for his hamstrings over the international break. Thankfully, he's only playing in one of the three games because um, the other two away games that they've got are in Red List Country. So he's not being released for those. He's only playing in the game that's in Jamaica. So, so is that's that- just the one. Is that a red... So he playing the game, comes back, and then he doesn't have a quarantine? Yeah, no, so he doesn't have a quarantine on return. So, uh, and I'm just going to look at when that game is that they're playing in. Um, so that is on Sunday. So he can come back after that. Their other two games are Mexico and Costa Rica, which are both red list at the moment. So he can't play in either of those. 
That's good though. That's he's good left though. planes as well. Like I know he's going to Jamaica, but if you're then flying to Jamaica, then flying to Mexico, then flying to Costa Rica, and then flying home, that's a lot of planes in two weeks you're on, and that's not great. But in general, I I have to admit, I don't think he had his best game on Sunday. Yes, he got a goal and assist, but in general, outside of that, he weren't his best game. I actually thought Fournells was very good. He's had a great start to the year. Fournals. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like everyone in that front force had a really good start. Like Ben Rama, just he's like he's got great vision. He just seems to find passes that other players can't do. But I mean, probably the one that a lot of people won't give praise to because he's got no goal or assists. Yeah, he's been brilliant. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people just look at goals and assists because that's if you don't watch games, that's the easiest indicator of how well someone's playing. Um, it doesn't really, I mean, for an attacking player anyway, it doesn't really tell the full story. Um, from what I've seen, obviously, Saturday's game aside, so I haven't seen as much, he's really impressed me in the opening two games. Um, so mm. I don't think there's any concern there. And obviously we've brought in more depth in that sort of role now as well, um, despite James's absolute distraughtness at the fact that it's not Lingard. Oh. <laughs> I actually think this is a better deal. I, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, and I tell you what, we'll, unless anyone's got anything else they want to talk about the Palace game, um, we can take a brief break and then we'll come back and talk mm-hmm. transfers and then, of course, we'll close out with our FPL roundup of the week. Always a classic, that. Absolute legend. I'll always remember his goal in the playoff semi-final uh, against Ipswich. Oh, what a night that was. Um, anyway, so yeah, the as the cliche goes, the transfer window slammed shut on Tuesday night. Um, and we were busy boys in the last week of the transfer window. Um, so obviously, Zuma came in over the weekend. That was confirmed. Um mm-hmm for around 31 million. And then on uh, in, within the sort of the last 24 hours of the window, we signed Vlasic and Kral. Um, Kral being on loan with, a, with an option to buy and Vlasic for around 27 million, um, if you believe what you read. That along with Ariola, obviously coming in earlier in the window, um, we've loaned a few out, got rid of Anderson and Balbuena. Um, James, how would you rank the window overall? Um, in terms of the business in and out? I gave mine a seven and a half because I think, you know, like how many windows have we had where it's been absolute tosh? We've had we've had windows where we've not signed anyone. We've had windows where we've overbought and overspent and they've never delivered. Um, you know, we've actually got targets, like gone gone for targets and got them. You know, we've not had to sec- uh, settle for second fiddle. I think the only target that, like Lingard, the only target that we that we want, really, that we haven't actually managed to get. And I think time will tell. I think we will might still land him in January. He's, he's the Lingard one. Other than that, I think we've done some excellent business. And the only reason I've not give it a higher rating is purely because there are still a couple of positions I think that we are short in. And, uh, and if we had that striker and uh 
like maybe left back or and maybe not centre mid as much now, but a left back or, or or a defensive player, then I think I'd be a bit happier, maybe an eight or a nine. But yeah, no, I can't. I, you know, look, none of us, none of us have seen them play in the West Ham shirt yet, so we can't be completely ecstatic because we're not getting world class players. But they are very, very, very good players that we've brought in that can only add strength. But if, at the end of the day, if you're strengthening your bench, you're strengthening your team. So either way, you've got to look at it as a huge positive. No, definitely. Um, I think, as you say, the, the squad quality has improved overall. <laughs> um, the only thing we're still lacking is that sort of second striker. But Moyes has obviously got options that he fancies that can play that role, whether it be a false nine or whatever, if should Antonio be injured. He's not going to be playing every minute of every game. We know that, especially with European football. So we'll see. Jamie, um, out of the signings that we've made, who are you most excited to see play? Uh, I think Zuma's going to make the biggest impact this season. I think that's undoubted. Um, I'm interested to see Vlasic because I don't, I haven't seen loads of him. I, I'll, I'll None of us watch Russian football, do we? Like, I, well, I he, did, he did have a he did have a spell in England. Um, yeah, when it was, he was one at year at for, for a year where he came in. It weren't really the the best situation for him. I think he was brought in by was it Kuman? No, yeah, not, and, Kuman, and, and Marco Silva didn't fancy him. Yeah, so it was it was a bad time for him really. Um, and then he went. That's when he got shipped off to to Russia at the end of that season. So yeah, I've watched. I watched a little bit of the game last night, but literally it was the most, I didn't, I just didn't watch it. You know, when you sort of turn it on and thought, yeah, no, I don't fancy this anymore. Switched it off. off, And then I watched that game where he just destroyed Real Madrid. (laughs) That that, uh, highlights real. But then like, you know, we've seen YouTube videos where blooming Mark Noble looks like. Everyone looks good on YouTube. Looks like like Perlo. So it doesn't really matter. It's, at the end of the day, like I've seen enough to say that if he's at his best, he can be a handful. And I think, you know, a player like that coming on that, you know, can beat a man and play a decent ball in, either via, or via the box or, you know, cutbacks or to look for that through ball, something that the style, he looks like he'll suit the way we play, basically, is what I've getting down to and I think I'm excited to see him but like Jamie said Zuma is probably the one I think will make the biggest impact I think we've signed a lot of players that actually are going to benefit the squad though like we haven't gone out and just signed Deadwood like we've we've got a core that we literally signed players to help along the core we've got Zuma who's going to be our centre half for the future Crow who's going to be that centre midfield depth behind Rice and Sujek then Vlasic to reinforce the attacking players that we have. So we've signed players that we needed. I now think outside of striker, we don't lack depth. I don't know about you. I feel like everywhere else now, there's depth in the squad. Like I'm not worried about if one player goes down injured. And I think that we've had one of the better transfer windows. Yes, yeah. we left it late. And yeah. maybe they're a little bit expensive, but I think they're yeah. all... Yeah. They're all going to impact. They're all going to have an impact. I'd say if you were to rank the transfer windows of all the clubs, I'd say we're probably in the top six. I'd say for um, of the 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 quality that has been brought in, Um, just in my eyes anyway. Um, I've got a couple of things I was going to say to you. Um, Do we think Kroll might be 
uh, brought in as a possible rice replacement for next year. See them in now, getting used to the squad I philosophy. More, I think it's more a noble replacement because noble's yeah. going. We know noble's going. Rice, yeah. we think Rice is going, but we don't know. We know but, Noble's going. Yeah, and, but we know he's got another year here. But, you know, the inevitable will happen eventually. So, you know, he's... Do you think... Oh, that, OK, well, you've said your point, haven't you, really, I guess. I, I, think, think, I think I sort of see it as, yeah, a, a potential replacement. He's there with the view of, at the end of the day, we with European football, we need a few central midfielders. But... There's always the looming horizon of Rice leaving, and we know that's probably inevitable unless something ridiculous happens and we go on and get Champions League football next year or something like that. Yeah. But still, the odds are Rice is, is here for more short-term. So I sort of think that he probably is a, a longer-term replacement for Rice. Maybe not next year, who knows? But he's only 23 um so he's crow as long as we do sign him permanently is here hopefully for the long term so I, I think actually in his contract he's got to play a certain amount of games to become permanent so i know it's an option but there's like a clause a bit like we had with dawson yeah, yeah. i'm not sure how many games that is i don't know if that's in the public knowledge yeah. yet but i'd imagine do, it's no more than 20. how good was it to see those three though the three uh check boys up there it was so cheesy, but I loved it. It was so yeah, terrible, mate. but it was great. Yeah, love that. I Come do on, your irons. It's it's a good transfer window. Like ultimately, the only thing I think Chelsea, Man U, have clearly had better transfer windows. I think Palace had a very good window. I know it, a lot of people are going, "Well, they're going to be worse than us," but I'm like, they had to overturn a good an old squad. And I also think Arsenal didn't have as bad as people think. Like, yeah, they're, they're near the bottom. But we're definitely one of the better teams when it comes to a transfer window this year. Like, no, definitely. Um, like Chelsea, I, I think Chelsea are hands down winners. Bearing in mind the players they've got in, they made a profit this window. Yeah. Um, so that's the ridiculous thing about that. And that's when you're spending £100 million on a player. We've done well to get Zuma, considering they didn't get Kunde across the line. That's very good. Yeah, I think, I think the idea on that one was we they needed Zuma gone to free up money and wages for Kunde. But so we got that deal done, but then there was sort of hitches with agents and stuff on the Kunde deal by all accounts. Um so yeah, I think we're definitely up there. Man United obviously have, have had a good window, um bringing in Sancho, uh Varane and Ronaldo. That sort of really improves their squad. Um so off like and, and uh, five mil and all. Yeah, the amount of money they've got for James is actually pretty good, I think. Um yeah. bearing in mind he's not really done much while he's been there. So, uh, yeah, i definitely put us in the top five in terms of the transfer window overall. And I think the, the thing for me as well is the players we've signed, Zuma's 26, Vlasic is 23, Kroll's 23, Ariola's 28, but he's a goalkeeper. So he's still got a lot of time left, um, a good sort of eight years at least, really, um, potentially at the top of his game um, if we keep him around. So I'm, I'm happy with that. And I think the other good thing is with the players we've got in, it's given the opportunity for Coventry and Elvis to go out on loan and get some first team football, which yeah. is also just as important. Yeah. I've, also, yeah. the other one, and Mippo's gone out on loan. So, yeah, the Baker. Yeah, so he's gone out on loan as well. Um, so it's it's overall, I think we've done good business. Um, I don't think we can complain too much. Does I mean, I'll say my opinion, and I assume you both will probably agree that Zuma comes straight into that starting eleven. 
Yes. Yeah. He's got you can't you can't sign someone that even Chelsea player uh, Chelsea fans were sad to see go and then not and not play him, especially when we've conceded the amount of silly goals we have. Like they some of them could have been avoided. And I think with that bit of quality they could have been. Yeah. He's quick. Like I've got a Chelsea fan who says he's just so quick. Like he's 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 a big fan of him. He just said it was the injury that killed him that probably at that level might but their loss is our gain by the looks yeah question Ariola replacement as well I would probably start him I'd I would just start him in general because I think he's our long-term choice and I'd rather see if he's good enough and you're not going to do that if he's sitting on the bench most games this season well we all know it's his last year anyway um so I would yeah I'd look to bed Areola in give Fabianski the European games and the cup runs there's no but there's no sort of at least he's still playing European football at West Ham which he probably didn't envisage when he signed for us um so I would say yeah it's it's time really because you want to be looking longer term um I, I think like don't get me wrong Fabianski's been a fantastic servant um and I'm not saying that He's not good enough still, but I just think you've got to look longer term now. So that's why I think that we should go down that route. Question. Question. It's just a fun one. What do you do, right? Imagine, hypothetically, we managed to get to that final of the Europa, right? But Fabianski's been in goal for every single game up until that point. Do you play Ariola in the final? No. It's not like he's that big a drop-off. Like... Yeah, if it was like a kid that we played in every game, maybe, but it's Fabianski's proven. Okay, you know. okay, that's fair enough, right? That's, that's your answer for that one. How about if we rest, we play Kroll instead of Suchek or Rice? I think if you're in a final, you play your strongest. You've got to play your best team, haven't you? Yeah. Um, Especially when, when you've got to think as well, if you get into that stage and you get to the Europa League final, you win that game, you're in the Champions League. Yeah, mm-hmm. you need to oh. throw everything you've got at it. Like, don't no, get me wrong. Like the goalkeeping you, situation, I think it's much of a muchness. You're not going to get a massive difference between Fabianski yeah. and Ariola, but in the rest of your starting eleven, you need to put your strongest players out there. Imagine if we're in that situation, though. Like, Tell, imagine telling like Rice and Suchek not to start a final because Crowder played every other game. They take it terribly. Yeah. You start them. Like it's the same with the FA Cup or the Carabao Cup. Like if you'd do it, you'd start your best 11 because you want to lift it. Would you? But Jamie, here's a question for you. If you're going to ask if Martin Noble will play. No, no, no. <laughs> that's not what I was going to say. Does I he come on in his full kit at the end and lift the trophy? Yeah, I was going to bring say, him on with a minute come on left. in the last minute of the game? The thing I'd say is bring him trophy. on with a minute left just so he can lift the trophy. And let's be honest, if it's going to penalties, you're bringing him bring on. Him on. Yeah. Bring him on, yeah. 100%. That's, that's another thing mention, worth mentioning, actually. Um, with our penalty woes in recent times, um, and the only problem is he probably won't start, but Vlasic looks yeah. good on pens. Mm. So, but the only problem is he's probably not going to be in the starting 11 anytime soon unless he reused disagree. But I think that Zuma's the only one that comes yeah. straight into that 11. Yeah, yeah, I don't I, think I, you can change the front four, not for a while. Not until they start sort of, you know, you have a couple of games where they're not quite scoring. Thing yeah, is, as well, you'll get more you'll get more rotation once the European fixtures start um, in a few weeks. So that's when you'll start to see the full squad playing yeah. its part. And even but, United in the cup, 
as well. When Bowen and Ben Rama both joined, he didn't throw him into the deep end, Moise. Like, they sat on the bench for a few games, uh, maybe even like a month or two. So, yeah, yeah, he'll sit on the bench for a while and earn his place in the side. Yeah, he needs to eat. He's a very, uh, what's the word? He's a very cautious manager, isn't he? He seems to sort of really do things like he's got his way of doing things, like set in stone. And, you know, like, you know how stubborn he is with his substitutions. And uh, But I do think that's a lack of trust, though. I don't think that's necessarily just how he is. I do think it's because, I think, again, it'd be interesting to know, actually, now he's brought in the players that he wants how he would you know how how he would uh manage the substitution stuff because he does leave it like quite late doesn't he yes i i would have dis- i'm gonna disagree with you if he'd be throwing him into the deep end if he started them every game like it's almost like not putting too much pressure on them because if they start like their first five games and they have five poor games that's it the pressure's massively on and he's doing that by Getting like having them on the bench and almost like sounds really bad. Like if you're on the bench and then you come in for someone who's struggling, you're instantly in a situation that makes your life a little bit easier. I that's didn't what say, I didn't say start. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like I oh. think he trusts those players. Like that's yeah. just so. I'd be I interested feel... to know when he brings them on because obviously he signed them. He wants to bring them on the pitch at some point. It'd be interesting to know whether he will leave it to the 80th minute and only give them 10 minutes or he'll give them 20. Do you know what I mean? It'd be interesting to look back, and I haven't got the time to do this or the inclination um, to go back to like his time in charge at Everton, which is the last time you could probably say he had a really, really successful spell at a club. What he was like then in terms of his subs? Does he did he have that sort of core players that he would trust, and then make changes later in the game? Does he change things earlier? Because I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong, he's quite set in his ways, and it does great on people, especially Daryl. Um, that he he is set in his ways, and he doesn't change things, and he. But I think that's we've seen the benefits of that as well. Uh, it's a steady core of players that all know and work with each other well. He's built us two formations that we can play in both competently, which we've never really had before, in, well, at least not in recent history. And I think they, it's also worked in the transfer market. He's had his targets who he's wanted. We're, we've waited and we've bid our time, which we were all a bit frustrated about like two weeks ago, we were on this podcast talking about our transfer activity and what's going on. Why haven't we signed anyone? Even Newcastle have signed someone. So we're like, it's, he plays the long game, but I think it works. Yeah, he definitely does play that long game. (laughs) It'd be interesting to know, um, like how, how much influence uh, David Sullivan or GSB had actually, um, that is their last the transfer window doing stuff because we've brought in the sporting director. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the Lord. I I, I, yeah. Thank the Lord because the way they deal with transfers, but the players they've brought in, you can't knock that. It's just they go. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just it's the, the way they go about it. I mean, like when they were bloody publishing it's emails true. that they'd sent to um, the sporting owner it's or chairman or whatever. It's, just, it's an absolute embarrassment. Yeah, the PR stuff just sucks. It's almost like someone's like sort of on the what's the what the last firewall, the last line of defence is just like, yeah, no, take that out, take that out. Or when, or when Jack Sullivan was tweeting all of our transfer oh, activity oh. ahead of time, it's just ah, oh. that was embarrassing. That was honestly, I think that might have been the most embarrassing moment for the club. <laughs> yeah, one off, definitely. Um, it's well, up there, and that's saying so. 
What should we do? Should we move on to the old uh, fantasy football? Yeah, let's round off with our FPL update for the week. Fantasy Premier League. Right. Absolutely. Thanks, Yeah, I know. We have... Um, let's share the old screen going. There we go. Right, so we currently have... Matthew Higgins at the top of the league, unfortunately. Back where he belongs. Uh, Daryl's had a climb. Daryl had a cheeky climb. Tom Willits. Oh, no, mate. What happened? He's uh, dropped down. Only Tell you what happened. He captained Bruno Fernandes. That's what he did. That was, that was when it killed me. I captained Antonio. Daryl captained Antonio. Jamie captained Fernandes. And who did you captain? Me. I'll you captained Salah. Yeah. So, yeah, anyone that captained Antonio had a good week. Antonio had an all right week. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking through everyone from that week. Points-wise, I was was kind of pretty much up there with – it's like a a high average, really, wasn't it? Everyone seems to have got similar sort of points this week. How many points did Antonio get? 24, weren't it? 22 as captain. Yeah, and Bruno only got – Two, I think. Let's have a look at Matt's team, shall we? Look at this. Yeah, Bruno only got two. So you think if I'd the done killer the right was my bench this week. Look at my bench. Oh no, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Wendy, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. <laughs> if I'd got my <laughs> yeah. captain right and went Antonio, I I would have been very pleased. But you're not going to get it right every week. Although no, I no, think no. this this will be the last week I have Bruno in my team because with Ronaldo coming in, and I know he missed a pen yesterday. I just think Ronaldo, uh, Bruno's output is going to fall because of it. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Ronaldo. Um, I mean, by all accounts, he's going to be reporting back to Manchester early. Um, he's suspended for their next qualifier against Azerbaijan. And then they've got a friendly against Qatar, which he's apparently going to be released for. So he could be back in Manchester early, back on the training ground. So that probably increases the likelihood that he starts. So we'll Newcastle. see what happens with that one. Yeah. I'd be interested like, I'd be interested in how much he's going to cost because obviously Lukaku is going to be quite positive. 12.5. 12.5. How much is Lukaku at the moment? 11 and a half. Oh, I I'm going Lukaku. I just think Lukaku is more likely to play more games. Like Ronaldo could easily score a goal a game. He's going to get plays. 20 goals, isn't he? <laughs> I, then I think Lukaku is going to get 20, 25. Yeah. Like, I, I, and he's a million cheaper. That's just why I'm going Lukaku. You look at... Um, whoa. You look at... Back, uh, back to normal. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. if, if you look at um, Lukaku, the players he's got around him and the creativity he's got around him, with the likes of Pulisic, Mount, Abbots, Werner, like all those players that can play in and around him, he's going to get a lot of chances. And I think there's going to be no better t- player against smaller sides than Lukaku. I think he's a bit of a flat-track bully. So against your likes of your Norwiches, your Brentfords, your Palaces, I think he will get hatfuls. Yeah, he, he, these are the teams. I guess like they're the ones you might risk putting a, a captain in. Do you know what I think is going to be the hard decision this year is, is when you play your triple captain, sometimes... Like you think, like you might play, you might see Liverpool playing against Norwich, and you think, right, that's going to be like a four-five goal screamer, and then it ends up being what was it, two-nil? Was it three? Three-nil, I think, in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Salah only got yeah, one. yeah, he only got one or one assist or something, and then you're just like, ah, oh. so it's always quite tough to pick. Like when, 
Like the next fixtures. It's when you want Luis Suarez playing against Norwich. That's when you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he scored three hat tricks in a row, or whatever it was. Yeah. He so like United, Norwich. United have got Newcastle next, and so that might be a good one for Greenwood to go as captain. Um, you know, Man United at home, Newcastle. Mm, they're not. Only I remember when form. people laughed at me when I said Greenwood has to be in your team, and he's got three goals in three weeks, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, Jamie got, Craig, I yeah. didn't. I didn't laugh. He's been in my team since week one. <laughs> yeah, I just thought Greenwood was going to be class this year, especially Crystal with all Palace, the Spurs, Crystal Palace at home. They're going to be hard to break down. Thing, uh, thing with, with United now and Greenwood is who plays in those attacking roles from now? Does Ronaldo play through the centre? Does that limit Greenwood's output? He'll be, yeah. he'll be the main man up front when he... I reckon him and Cavani will be swapping places and then Greenwood, Greenwood yeah. will be on the right and Sancho with great Rashford I now, on the left. I'm debating getting Greenwood out now. I, I just... With Man U, like outside of Luke Shaw, I don't know who I'm going to take most weeks because I just... They've got so many attacking options. They're going to become. I'm very, like I'm very, very tempted by um, Sancho. If he Sancho. if he starts playing Sancho because he's already dropped by about 0.3, I think. Um, I think he's down to about 9.2 or 9.1. Yeah, look, Ronaldo, 12.5. And so, yeah, Sancho's down to 9.2. He started at 9.5, so he could be a shout if he gets if he starts starting consistently, um, because yeah, I think it will be. Ronaldo, Sancho, and Greenwood, I think, could be until Rashford comes back. I think that could be their front three. Seems quite good value for money, though. Pogba as well. Nah, I, I don't he's, he's very inconsistent. He's had a good start to the season, but he's very inconsistent. He got yeah, more assists in his first game this season than he got last year. Like, yeah. That's just ridiculous. I, I thing is with Man U, it's. Unless you're going with the higher's not a bad one at five million for goalkeeper either. To be fair, like, I yeah, I'm struggling. I'm I'm going to load up on Chelsea players soon too because I just think they're running very soon. is very good, and I think they're great. So yeah, Bruce probably... James is looking a very good shout as well. Um, yeah. as, a, as a new defensive, well, this but fact he's now suspended for a couple of games. If he can hmm? start, is he replacing at least? Oh, no, um, Reese James, not Dan James. Oh, sorry. Obviously, yeah, sorry. I don't know why I said that. Uh, I don't think yeah. Dan James starts, though. I think where you've got Harrison and Rafinha, they're very good. I just think it gives them depth. But it's an expensive player to add for depth. Yeah. To be fair, though, yeah, we exactly. need, well, as much as from, uh, like, like, we need players like Reese James to start playing well for uh, England, really, like, like, for Chelsea. So, he's England. Uh, he has a better chance of starting for England as well. Because, yeah, the other day I was watching um, Alexander Arnold and he looked like he was, you know, he was playing really well. So, you know, he obviously backs. wants his England slot back, doesn't he? So yeah, there's he'll... a lot of a lot of tough competition. How's Trippier getting on a, over the over a Madrid? No. Like, has he had a couldn't, good start or anything? Like couldn't tell you to be honest with you. I haven't really kept abreast of the, the Spanish situation other than the transfers. Um, obviously, Griezmann has just gone back to Atletico. Um, so that will be interesting so to keep an eye on it. So they've played. He's played three games. He's played in all three games they've played so far. So take that as you would. And they've conceded three goals in three games. So I find it's it quite really high weird. for them. Yeah, I find it really weird that PSG like they get Messi in, and then you're like, oh my god, Messi, Griezmann, and Mbappe. What's a dream front three? And then they talking of selling Mbappe to Real Madrid. They should have sold Mbappe. <laughs> Great, uh, yeah. Griezmann's gone back to Atletico. 
It's just they like, should. what? what like, it's almost like, you know, two steps forward, three steps back. They, they should have snapped their hand off. 200 million for a man with a year left on his contract. You're he's, absolutely insane not to accept that. He's literally said, I'm going around Madrid. Like, yeah. he's basically gone. That's where I'm off to. Why are you not taking that? Like In January, he will have that contract signed, probably on the 1st of Jan, having that contract signed so he can go there. there. Yeah, He'll exactly. Like, Happy New Bang. Year on signing for Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Oh. I can't believe they've turned that down. Yeah, um, but, yeah, anyway, I think we're all, we're all done here for the week. Um, we will be back next week maybe with daryl maybe we'll have booted into the curb by then who knows um we'll talk a little bit about england um first game is in a couple of hours as we're chatting here um so they'll have played at least two games by the time we reconvene um and we'll also look ahead to to next weekend's game uh, against southampton and hopefully all of our players will still be intact from their yeah, international yeah. travels <laughs> yeah um so guys don't forget to like and subscribe Click the notification bell if you're new, because we're trying to grow the channel quite well. And, uh, yeah, follow us on um, all of the social media. Matt, you're in charge of the Twitter mainly, aren't you? Follow us on yeah. Twitter. Uh, follow us, uh, Jamie underscore Gray. And nice. I'm James Hawkins 24. And Daryl 89, isn't he? Something Darryl, like that. 189, something like that. But we don't care because he's not here. Um, and <laughs> yeah, you, can see us. You, can, yeah, you can see our socials going across the bottom of the screen yeah. as well. Um, um, What's the other one? We've got uh, we have, we have a, the podcast. If you obviously you're watching this on YouTube, great. But we also have a podcast version. If you don't want to use your data up, you want to listen to it on the go, then uh, you find us on um, on all of the podcast stations. Was it uh, Podbean and Apple, Anchor and Spotify. Apple, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts, you can Ooh. find us there. All right, time to go, boys. Cool. Well, uh, oh, thanks very much. Saying, are we saying come on you irons or come on you lions? No, nah, nah, it's, 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 it's irons all year now. Until oh. until next December, it's come on you irons. Oh, so there is only one thing left to say. Come on you irons. Come on you irons. Come on you irons. Come on you irons. <laughs>